Welcome to the Security in 5 podcast. I'm Drew, the Binary Blogger. This is a short program that brings you security news, tips, advice, and opinions in the area of information, IT, and general security in about five minutes. Quick to listen to, easy to understand. The more aware you are, the more secure you can be. This is Security in 5. Thanks for listening. Episode 384 of Security in 5. And today I want to talk about fishing. And we're getting into the season of the holiday season where fishing will be on an increase. Then following after the holiday season, we have tax season. Well, in reality, fishing happens all year round. Who are we to kid? This comes from a web route report as well as some tie into the, to the 2018 Verizon data breach investigation report, which comes out every year. And I want to talk about fishing, mainly big red flags on subject lines to look out for in phishing attacks. And according to the reports, um, this is going to be centric on small businesses. And small businesses would be defined as 500 employees or less, maybe 500 to 1,000 or less, where those organizations there are tens of thousands of them but roughly 30 percent don't have any type of formal cybersecurity training and that number goes down the less employees you have because they're focused on the business and security is taking a second seat however according to the report the average cost to a small business on a reported breach is around five hundred thousand dollars about five hundred twenty seven thousand two hundred fifty six according to their report and this was a survey of pulling actual numbers in. So 500 grand for a reported breach. And a breach can be as many as 100 records to a million records, but a breach is a breach. And those costs go into forensics costs, PR costs, credit reporting costs. And this doesn't include the reputational damage of fiscal loss of clients or customers walking away and refusing to, to work with you after the PR and, and public reputation disasters. And small businesses don't have the proper resources to tackle security properly. Uh, almost half have no dedicated resource for IT security. And that goes into costs, need, value, and just a, a decision point. And this goes into a, a much later discussion, much broader discussion on security as a service or hiring some type of a security on retainer forms to at least get a bare bone structure of security policy, security training, security operations. One of the services that I do on the professional side is be a, a, a virtual CISO, a CISO on retainer, so to speak, where um, I help smaller companies structure their information security programs, their policies, their guidelines, help their IT teams become operational, figure out day-to-day security operations to help boost up, help bring awareness, help bring visibility, help uh, close a lot of major security loopholes to get them stronger education operations, reviews, um, alerting, et cetera, et cetera, as well as, as well as overall managerial procedural development. But that being said, phishing. So when you get a phishing email, most phishing emails are going to be targeted against the human emotion. They're going to urge you into doing something because if it's something that makes a little bit more sense or a little more uh, cognizant, then that is most likely to be seen through as uh, a non uh, a fake email and they're going to disregard it. So a lot of these emails are going to be emotional. They're going to be urgent. There's going to be uh, some string pulling on the hearts to say, oh, we have to get moving on this. So here's some subject, not talking about the content, just subject lines that are eye catchers that get most people in the uh, phishing emails to open up the email and then further click and do other things. So number one is anything that has the words review or quick review or for re, for your review or hey review this really quickly anything like that that says oh I got to review this so therefore I must read the email the next one is the bank that you work at or any bank bank of america wells fargo bank whatever 
you have a new notification from them. Oh, I got to open up the email. Why is my bank? Why is this bank reaching out to me? Um, another one is charity. Anything dealing with charities, anything regarding a a cold email or an unsolicited email from a charity you weren't expecting is a red flag. Um, FYI is always a good one. Action required. Action required. Your account balance is frozen. Action required, or your account's going to be deleted. Action required, or your your bank account loan will be closed. You know, any of those types of things are like, oh my goodness, I got to do something. Unauthorized login attempt is probably one that I see the most. Hey, somebody was trying to log into your um, X account. Please click on this and verify and change your password. Well, when you click on that link, it goes to a fake website that looks very much like the real one. You enter your credentials. It doesn't go to the live site. It goes into a collector that the hacker has, and then they may send you to the real site thinking that you're still within their system, but in a sense, you just gave the hacker your username and password to the real site. They take that off. They go back to the real site. They log in and can do whatever. Um, your payment failed. Your payment was declined. You have an... Um, uh, the, the big one here coming up in the next uh, few months is tracking information. FedEx, UPS, USPS, Amazon, um, any shipping type of information. Your order number has been delayed. Your order number um, arrived or, or anything dealing with tracking and packages, especially with our shift from retail to online purchasing for gifts and, and whatever during the season we're gonna be tracking. A lot of these things are gonna be legit, and so the phishing campaigns are going to go after this, hoping to slip in the cracks with the legitimate ones, and here comes one that looks legitimate. You're gonna assume it's the rest, and that's a really good one this time of year. So be very, very cognizant of tracking emails. In fact, I wouldn't, best rule is never click on a link in an email, period. But any email with tracking information on it, whether you, you're confident that it's real or not, don't go through the email. Log into Amazon directly, log into FedEx directly, and enter the information yourself manually from the bookmarks that you have. Never use the email and then verify it. If that tracking number doesn't exist, well, phishing email. And then the last one is more spear phishing, but the wire transfer. I need an urgent wire transfer immediately. Um, and these are generally targeted to HR accounting folks or lower lower uh, tier accounting folks because the CFO is on a plane or the CEO is out of line. We need to transfer this to this account immediately or we have this lawsuit, et cetera, et cetera. And that's a big spear phishing one where it's targeted and very specific. And the people that receive it, oh, okay, I have access. I'm going to wire the money. And then when it's all said and done, then you realize it's a scam and you're out and whatever. Uh, there was a company here in the Twin Cities that over the course of two years, fell for this scam to the tune of $2.4 million or it was well over $2 million over the course of two years that they just got invoices and they just fell for it and so they just kept doing it and why not? You know, So there was 18,000 here, 50,000 here, kept going up and up until they realized that that somebody looked at the books and said, well, what are all these payments for? What service are we receiving? And it was a junk account in China. But anyway, the point is, is that the spear phishing or the phishing email indications and red flags begin at the subject line. Not even talking about the content red flags, but you can easily identify or start to identify phishing emails and pick up the suspicion and be, be uh, skeptical of them by just looking at the subject lines. And this is the season we're going to see pickups of it. Holiday season, charities, heartstrings, tracking, bank account information. Everything is really kicking into high gear over the next uh, probably 60 days. we got to be on our toes. That's Security in 5. Be aware. 
be safe. Thanks for listening. This concludes another episode of Security in 5. You can find me on Twitter at Security in 5 or out on Facebook under the Security in 5 Facebook page. Or you can send me a simple email. All my contact information and places to find me are in every show notes of every episode. I love feedback. I love having conversations. If you have any suggestions, corrections, or topics for a future episode, drop me a line. Let me know. I will respond. Security in 5. The more aware you are, the more secure you can be. Beware, be safe, and always thank you for listening.